They called me the Briar Patch Kid back home. I rarely ever wore shoes and I always had twigs in my hair and stuff. The air gun world in the past couple years has just exploded, one reason being due to the ammo shortage. That logic of cover it up, don't educate them, it just leads to more fear and that's where the cycle starts and it just does not make a lick of sense to me. Look at me, I'm just some little wiry girl running around with these big air guns and running up and down mountains and stuff. I'm like, if I can do it, come on, you can do it too. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Abby Casey, and this is the Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. I would rest at peace for eternity if my legacy was that I made a positive influence on the non-hunting public about what hunters are and what hunting is. I finally got my buck on our last real day of hunting. So a pro-hunting organization is voting against hunting. And that says anti-hunting to me. There was a year straight where I was averaging up to 200 death threats a day. And I hugged it. Like, I just wanted to hug a bear. It's proven that the average steak in a grocery store touches 50 to 100 hands and machines. And we're putting that into our body. Hey, y'all, Cable Smith, host of the Lone Star Outdoors show here. This is Adam Weatherby. I'm Corey Jacobson with Elk 101. This is Christy Titus. Hey, folks, this is John Bear. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative, brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Y'all, we are still here at the Western Hunting and Conservation Expo. That's, I think, the first time that I've actually said it right the first time. Um, I keep calling it SHOT Show and the Great American Outdoors Show. They're all jumbled together. <laughs> it's, it's that season, right? Um, but y'all, I'm sitting here, uh, we're in the lobby waiting for the show to open with uh, Abby Casey. Abby, thanks so much for joining. Glad howdy, we could howdy. Find the time. As I open a five-hour energy <laughs> to give you my last legs for the show. <laughs> just this like last little punch. The co My coffee is just starting to kick in a little bit. But uh, it's, I mean, it's only Saturday and it hasn't even been Saturday. <laughs> it's like just starting. Well, these are long nights here too. I mean, typically people just don't go back home. There's the downtown scene and the banquets and everything. Mm -hmm. I was, I behaved the past couple of days, but I'm still hurting. <laughs> it's, I mean, and you're not, you're not at home. You're not sleeping in your bed. You're, you're on the road. It's just, there's recovery time required after Travel all of life. these. <laughs> Show season life. Um, so one thing I'd like to start out with is uh, if you could just give kind of an introduction of yourself, but not only that, but as uh, how did you get introduced to the outdoors and, and hunting and, and all of this? Well, once upon a time, there was a little redneck girl from Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got my start back. I'm from Georgia and um, 
got my start at Realtree Outdoors um, many moons ago and started off in their video department. But before that, my dad and my great aunt and uncle got me into hunting. They were kind of like that <clears throat> wave of uh, new bow hunters back in the 80s. They were actually shooting competitions. And I had my great aunt to look up to who was a big archery shooter, competition shooter in the 80s. And they uh, introduced me to hunting and uh, it kind of stuck with me. I was they called me the briar patch kid back home. I rarely ever wore shoes and I always had twigs <laughs> in my hair and stuff. So uh, that translated over to doing what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, obviously I'm wearing shoes today, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, growing up in the woods down there, it was hard to get me to go into an office environment. And um, luckily I found something early on at Realtree, which was a lot of fun. And that kind of pushed me into the rest of my career. So you worked kind of, you started out almost on the, the back end of things. Mm -hmm. You enjoyed hunting, but you didn't, you weren't out there in front of the camera, starting a brand. You're working behind the scenes with real Yeah, I never intentionally wanted to be on camera by any means. Um, I wanted to learn how to run a camera, um, be behind the scenes, kind of not in the limelight or anything like that. And, um, but when I was at Realtree, they ended up wanting to put me on some YouTube stuff. And I started to kind of host some of that for them to meet whatever needs they wanted. And I got picked up by a company that was called Rated Red. It is now gone. Um, Rated Red is gone? <laughs> yeah, Rated Red is gone. It, uh, it was owned by Hearst Media and Verizon Wireless. And um, it's a long story, but I mean, the page is still there, but nobody, there's, it's not a, it's an empty shell. Huh. How long ago, how long ago did that disappear? Because I, um, I, I thought I saw them posting stuff not all that long ago. I haven't checked it lately. Maybe they opened it back up, but the it's been about five years, four or five years. I'm going to have to look because I swear they were doing, I saw them doing something with somebody. Maybe. I can't remember if it was with Cam Haynes or... Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but as far as I know, the office is still closed, but, um, you know... It may have just turned into like a social media brand at that yeah, point without yeah. like a real big... And that was a lot of fun. We um, we created a lot of fun content at that place. And then um, I went off and started doing my own thing, moved out west, and never looked back. So so what, uh, what brought you out west? Because you're um, in Wyoming now, right? Yeah, I'm in Wyoming. I just kind of always loved it out here. When I graduated high school, I actually lived in Colorado for a little bit. And I always knew I wanted to go back. But my career took me back home. I finished college back in Georgia and they got that job at Realtree, but I always knew in the back of my head, I'm going to go back out there and I'm staying. <laughs> I like to be um, in a rural town. I don't like to be in the big cities anymore. I have a social battery life and it's short. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that, especially after these shows. <laughs> yes. It, I, I'm the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's... It's a lot of peopling for me. It is. And I mean, I, I get energized from it to a certain extent, but then especially like Saturday today when it's going to be just absolutely batshit crazy, yeah. it's going to be a, 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 a rough day of just being shoulder to shoulder with everyone in that room. But, yep. Um, so I uh, moved out west. What then takes you, takes you up to today? Oh, man. Since I've been out west, you know, I've uh, been an ambassador for Browning. Um, I've gotten into the air gun world really heavily. <laughs> so I, I shot air guns in high school and college and in, like NCAA and we shot small bore as well. But then after that, you know, I did, I wasn't super heavy into the competition. And then 
when I started getting more into the outdoor industry, I ran across Air Force Air Guns and RAW, and they said, hey, here's these high-powered air guns and these competitions that you can do. And I was like, what? I never even knew these things existed, like 25 cal, 30 cal, and all the way up to like 50 cal air guns. You're shooting out to 400 yards. Um, never knew it existed. And there's a whole other world of that. And uh, started to delve into that. And here I am working at air gun booth here at the yeah. Hunt Expo. <laughs> so I think, I don't think a lot of people understand what air guns are because yes. like, I think it immediately <clears throat> kind of conjures up like, the BB gun you grew up with as a kid. Oh, yeah. Or maybe like your little CO2 pistol that you got. And don't or, say the A word, you know. the airsoft. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I may have insinuated, but yeah. I think I, I, like, I think that's what people think. Yeah. Like they, it kind of conjures up that idea in their head because, I mean, I, I was kind of aware mm -hmm. of the air gun thing. And honestly, most of my awareness came from following you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us a little, like, what is... What is air gunning? So air gunning, you have everything from like the Olympic style stuff where you're shooting a 177 at 10 meters. And outside of that, you get into the more of the consumer world where it's, um, you don't have to train five hours a day to be competitive. You know, like <laughs> the big competitions here in the air gun world are typically like a PRS style. You have long range and then you have the big one, which is 100 yard bench rest. And it's like shooting a thousand yard match at 100 yards with a, with a pellet. Because the wind just, it just eats them up. <laughs> so you got to yeah. learn, you have to know how to read the wind and shoot to be able to shoot well in these competitions. But um, the air gun world in the past couple of years has just exploded. One reason being due to the ammo shortage. Um, it's way more accessible to get uh, pellets and slugs and BBs and stuff. And they have a lot of different capabilities. There's a lot of different kinds of air guns that are exact replicas of real guns. And they actually have blowback capabilities like there's one that's a beretta handgun and uh, you get that actual recoil the gun weighs the same it takes apart the same way so you could like sh practice in your basement and not waste all your rounds you know <laughs> you could shoot bbs and uh, still practice everything that you'd like to practice besides you know actually throwing a real bullet down round range so now are these are these co2 powered like what's how do they <clears throat> what's kind of the functionality of these so they vary you have everything from co2 air guns but most of the uh stuff that i shoot is just regular compressed air oh interesting yeah so that's a common misconception that we get every time. Everybody thinks they're CO2 guns, and that's where the airsoft thing comes in as well. Mm -hmm. But um, they take a, they, they go up to, some of them go up to like 4,200 PSI. I think that's one of the higher ones, but like typically like the Texans, they go up to like 3,300 PSI. Um, and like I said, you can shoot everything up to a 50 cal. In those and there's uh, there's another air gun out on the market right now it's made in china i haven't shot it um but it's in the booth here i, I don't it, it looks like a civil war rifle but it's called the zeus and i believe it's a 72 caliber <laughs> i know <laughs> so they're not your everyday bbs ev anymore that's for sure so you can shoot uh, there's a variety of then of of different type of ammunition yes. for for these so you know you kind of mentioned bb's pellets kind of run us through some of that yeah so you have everything from little copper bb's and then you have the little skirted pellets and then they have slugs and slugs are typically you're using those to go hunting more because you're going to pack more of a punch whenever you're shooting it um whatever you're shooting at um and you can take every as far as game goes 
squirrels all the way up to, I killed an oryx this year in Texas with one at, oh, wow. a, at 100 yards with a 50 cal Texan. And uh, I know this year as well, uh, Rossi Morielli, he killed an elk with one. And I've seen, there's some girl who shot, a, was it the Cape Buffalo over in Africa with one? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't want to put myself in between a buffalo I, and then have an mm. air gun in my hand for that, but she did it. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, maybe maybe it's my bias, but I'd rather I'd rather have a nice big rifle. Yeah, with the yeah, <laughs> and and with the bigger air guns too, when you're hunting big game or shooting a competition with them, those uh, larger calibers, you're going to get anywhere from two to three shots that are accurate. I mean, you got to think how much air has to push out of that tank to you know, get out to a hundred yards accurately. Yeah, I was going to say, that was going to be my question is, you know, I'm, you're not rolling around with like a, a giant air compressor like you have in the garage necessarily. No, um, no, no, no. So with any kind of hunting, like bow hunting or muzzleloader hunting, hey, you just spill coffee all I over yourself. I poured coffee on myself. <laughs> you got a hole in your lip? Apparently. <laughs> um, anyway, like the... The um, okay, so we're talking about tanks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, got distracted, and, and I have not drank my entire cup of coffee. Uh. So, like any other kind of hunting, bow hunting, uh, muzzleloader hunting, it comes with its own sets of challenges. I would compare it to muzzleloader or bow hunting in a lot of ways because you got to be close if you're game hunting. Mm -hmm. um, I would say within a hundred yards for big game with the larger calibers, but I know that. Justin, the guys that you taught your guns, they were killing prairie dogs out to 500 yards with a 22. <laughs> like, they're just sailing them out there and just smoking prairie dogs. Yeah. But um, they do have smaller air tanks that uh, you can carry around with you or whatever. But depending on the caliber, say you got a 22, you're going to get a lot of shots out of that because it's not, you're not shooting a 30 caliber, which is going to take more weight to throw it out the barrel. Yeah. Um, I know that on my 30 cal, I'll get like two magazines worth out and that's about close to 20 shots. But like with a 22, I lose my accuracy after like four magazines. So you get a lot out of it if you're shooting yeah. a smaller caliber. Okay. So in my 177, I would make it through an entire 60 shot match and I would still have plenty of air, air left. And I'm sure it depends on the, I guess the brand or the, the, the make and model of it, mm -hmm. but, um, I mean, I'm assuming these tanks are refillable. Yes. Uh, all the tanks that you have on there, they're called PCPs, a pre-charged pneumatic air rifle. And uh, they are refillable. Typically, they have them in the same spots where you refill them, but every brand's different. So. Okay. So what were you saying? You, you took uh, what, was it an Oryx mm -hmm. down, in, down in Texas? Tell me yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Mike the Mullet Man. <laughs> I've I've seen him on other. I don't follow him, but I've seen him like pop up on other yeah. people's. He's he's good people, and uh, we went down there and hunted with him for like a week, and uh, that's the first time that I've ever uh, been any kind of exotic hunting down mm -hmm. in Texas, and it was pretty cool. I've, I mean, just see, it was so weird seeing like an African's plains animal running around in Texas, <laughs> but since then I've been to Texas several other times, and it, it's it's like a zoo down there. I mean, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, I went down, actually it would have been like right around this time last year. Um, I went down, to, went down to Texas, a buddy at a ranch, and he was kicking off... Um, it was like a, a hunter trainer training kind of program mm -hmm. and uh, got a chance to 
sit in a blind and um, shoot a red sheep, a ewe, and a fallow deer doe. And that's cool. It was just cool, like seeing the seeing all the animals around there. And I'm, you know, I, like my passion is coming out here. It, like I love the western hunting, and I love yep. being in the mountains and chasing elk and all of that. But this I, is your bread and butter. Oh yeah, it, but I I love just experiencing it, especially when it comes to hunting. Yeah. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So, would you say that then Air Rifle would be a good way like, to introduce people to shooting? Absolutely. That's one of their best qualities. Um, you know, like... 4-H programs are huge, getting kids into shooting. You just spilled your coffee again. Your heavens. It's like this. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Good thing you wore a black shirt today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We're on the struggle bus, folks. Uh, he's over here spilling his coffee, and I sound like I've been smoking cigarettes for 30 years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the getting kids into air gun shooting is a great way to get them into, like, you know, hunting or whatever else. Uh, there's plenty of opportunities as well for getting kids into shooting uh, and hopefully progressing into receiving scholarships in the shooting. Um, I would not be in the outdoor industry probably today where I'm at um, if I had not had a great uh, NJROTC program and I was on the rifle team. And then from there I was recruited for college and, you know, that led to scholarships. And after that, those, um, more advanced shooting skills that I learned in the Olympic stuff uh, helps translate over into some of the stuff that I'm doing today. And it gives you a great foundation. Um, and that, and from that, it was air guns. I mean, it was, we had a rifle range in our high school basement where we shot air guns. And I know that's, some, that's crazy to think for a lot of states because the restrictions, I mean, but down south in Georgia, Henry County, high, the high school system and the surrounding area, Metro Atlanta, um, they were really heavily into those programs. And Georgia had one of the best shooting programs that was producing some phenomenal shooters going up into college. And then some of them, I know a lot of my friends have made it into the Olympics. So That's one of those wild things. And funny enough, I was just, uh, I think it was yesterday when I was on TikTok and some video comes up and it's this guy 
losing his mind, like throwing like a temper tantrum on TikTok. And he's got, it's like a screenshot of some news, like online news article about kids. They're like in the gym mm-hmm. and they may have, I can't, I don't, I can't remember if they're 22s or air rifles. They're probably they're, air rifles. I think they were air rifles if they were in the gym. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, but he is losing his ever loving mind over this. You should and, send me that video. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it over Control to you. It a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I, I'm planning on stitching it when I have some time, but yeah. um, it's just, it's one of those wild things where this used to be commonplace in schools. Oh yeah. They it, had firearm safety classes back in the day. I mean, how many, there's so many schools. I think Beverly, I was talking with someone in Beverly Hills High School, mm-hmm. like middle of Los Angeles, Beverly Hills High School has a shooting range in the in the basement Mm -hmm. i mean it's all boarded up and probably filled with cement at this point but like they had a shooting range in the basement that logic of you know cover it up don't educate them it just leads to more fear and that's where the cycle starts and it just does not make a lick of sense to me why it's gone that way more so but people like you and i i try to do the same teaching these kids the best that we can to grow these future generations is like as I get older especially and get more into the industry I it's weighs heavy on me and trying to push some agenda like that it's it's tough and especially when all the platforms I mean you know how it is you show a gun on TikTok Mm -hmm. boom you're banned. I, I, <laughs> I can't get any of my uh, air gun content to stick on TikTok. It's, I don't know what the secret is. I might have to get some tips from you, but um, I've, I'm just going to try to keep reposting it. And I'm, not, I'm not even shooting the air guns, even if I have them in the background. And I'll put in the hashtags. I am a professional. I'll see, let's see if TikTok takes this down. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's, it's aggravating. Like you can't. You can't do anything, yeah. and it's they give so much latitude to people on the opposite side yeah. that are attacking that, and whether it's stuff is getting pulled down for, I'm I'm apparently an online bully, yeah, uh, because I constantly get my videos down for harassment and bullying. Go um, you. Yeah, I'm, that's me. I'm just cruel. I mean, I did see you like, like pushing a kid over here in the show today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. I, kick, I, I j- kicked him when he was on the ground. Yeah, he was a tough kid, though. He's here at the Hunt Expo. So. He, he looked at me wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just uh, flexing around here. <laughs> it's a weird flex, but whatever. Yeah, weird flex, bro, but okay. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> None of that's true, by the way, guys. But I mean, just in general, across the board on social media, it's... They're demonetizing hunting shows on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to get all kinds of restrictions. You know, I, I know a ton of people that have had their Instagram accounts closed down. Yep. Because they suddenly got flagged for all these violations for stuff that's like months and months and months old. They like went back through their accounts mm-hmm. and flagged a bunch of stuff to, to ban their Instagram accounts. And it's... I did hear a little beam of light from YouTube recently. Um, I met a gentleman at SHOT Show who helps write all the regulations um, and the, I guess, the verbiage for what's allowed and what's not allowed. Was it Abe? It was Abe. That is wild. I hung out with him and forged knives with him no at way. Vegas Forge. Oh, my gosh. That okay, is funny. small world. Well, I'll have to shoot him a message on I know. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me, I mean, he's a gun guy, 
and he was former LAPD. Is that correct? He was a police I, I officer. Can't quite remember. We didn't talk a ton about his okay. history, but so I believe I, I think that's what he said. I'm sorry, Abe, if that is wrong, but uh, <laughs> he's a gun guy and he's really well educated and versed in firearms. And he said that he literally went into YouTube and had to sit down and be like, this is this out of a dictionary. Mm -hmm. This is what this means. Because they had, they were just generalizing everything. Like they were saying scopes were modifications to guns and like they were just oh lumping everything together. And he was like, no, it's glass. It's not you know, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not just, a suppressor. It's not no. a. Oh my gosh, that's it, wild. It just they they just don't know. I mean, they don't grow up in it like us, and they get sucked into that culture. And uh, luckily, we have somebody in there like him that said, "Hey guys, this is what it, this actually means," and he's able to put that into the to the rule book. That's huge because that means then at least now they're willing to have the conversation. Yeah, it's just all about conversation. Anybody that ever comes up to me and says, hey, I hate firearms and I think you're the devil or whatever. I'm like, you know what? You're entitled to that, but how about I take you to the range first and then let's re-talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> and nine, nine out of ten times, these people, they're like, I'm sold. You know, it was fun. They'll come around to at least saying it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's... The problem, the problem is so many, you know, you can present facts, you can present the history of things, you can present how fun it is, but so often people just won't even have that conversation. They'll immediately shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like that stupid TikTok video. The mm-hmm. dude is like screeching um, and it, just yelling, dropping F-bombs and like, it's, it's just wild. Yeah. And I mean, you can't reason with people like that. And right. even... And even more than hunting, like, I feel like there's people like that in the hunting space, but I feel like there's more people that are just kind of indifferent in the middle. But then when it comes to firearms, people have gotten even more there's polarized. A hard, yeah, there's a hard line in the sand with certain things now, and it feels like we're more divided than ever. But I've always been kind of middle of the road with a lot of stuff, and I'm always open to hearing both sides. I hate what drives me the not so it's just seeing that unwillingness to even listen like not to have a conversation and that that just that's my biggest pet peeve with folks and um i see it a lot on our side too you know you mm-hmm. fo- it's on both sides we're both guilty of it but you got to be devil's advocate and have an open mind it's uh, i think people that don't understand their own arguments well enough yeah. that they are they can't defend what they believe. Yep. That's when They're they the get the ones defensive. that tend to shut down any discussion. Yeah. People it, that people that can defend what they believe and understand what they want to talk about, they're open to listen to that because one, it gives them a chance to strengthen their own arguments and, and confront those people. You know, it's it's not scary for them to be confronted with a right. differing opinion. Hundred percent. Versus yeah, if you uh, if you can't defend your position or you don't know how or you don't have the that usually just uh, results in somebody getting their voice a little bit louder and louder and louder (laughs) (laughs) or just saying stupid things but well it's just you know you everyone wants to shut everyone else down and like you know i i I think we need those i think we need those opposing voices and we need them in our lives and absolutely i've I've closed my circle a lot over the past couple of years i Mm -hmm. i mean i used to have a very very open circle and i've closed it down a lot but i still have a few people that i 
keep around that I don't agree with. Yeah. Well, it's like the, it's the weirdest thing in the culture I've seen in the past three to five years is that has gone away as far as people being more accepting of having people in their circle that may have different viewpoints. I mean, I have plenty of friends that I would say don't agree with what I do, but we're still friends. Yeah. Um, and we're able to overlook that. But there are a handful of folks that I would say have walked out of my life because now they know this is what I do. And then these hard lines have been drawn in the sand these past couple years. And, but I was like reaching out to them and they're like, no, yeah. no. And that just breaks my heart. Um, it, it's just like a weird shift in the culture of the past couple years. It just is odd. It's weird. Well, I think I was talking, I can't remember, I was talking with somebody about this on a podcast, but the internet and social media, it's an amazing thing. It allows us to connect with people that you would never otherwise meet. Um, you know, it's, it's, an, uh, it's effectively what has allowed me to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also, and I can't remember who, it kills me, I can't remember who I was talking with about this, but it, it also allows us to find echo chambers easier oh yeah you know, and people can, get sucked into it and the algorithm doesn't help at all i mean it feeds you what you want to hear and exactly you if you want an opposing opinion you have to search for it you have to try um and i don't like that about the algorithm at all i mean i listen to every kind of news source possible because i try to get i try to find that middle ground you mm-hmm. know there i mean somewhere in the middle there's the truth wherever all through all three or four of those overlap yep. there's maybe some nugget of truth in there yeah but some people just get sucked in to believing one side and that's where they sit. And that's all. I mean, it's easy to do that. It's hard to get out and try to find the truth. And it's um, it's very confusing because there's a lot of misinformation out there nowadays. And it's a confusing world. <laughs> it, it really is. And that's why I like living in the middle of nowhere, Montana. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel just... the exact same way. I That town I live in, I have like my bug out spot i'm like i'm I'm going that way (laughs) (laughs) i will disappear into the darkness never to be seen again (laughs) i'm tempted to like add some sort of giant security door to my basement and like turn it into a bunker some days i that's something else tiktok banned me for talking about what oh it was it was i think that's great advice (laughs) it was a it was a little edgy i uh um and people listening to this that don't do tiktok are probably like what the hell are they talking about but it was it was one of the it was one of the it was the balsamic vinegar Elmo sound oh, that was really yeah. big. <laughs> I know I talk, exactly which one you're talking about. I talked about stockpiling weapons and ammunition, yeah. building a bunker, and then the last one was overthrowing the federal government. <laughs> and that's a big word for saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> TikTok didn't like that one too much. I got I, I got banned see. for dangerous individuals and terroristic threats. <laughs> well, is it uh, TikTok owned by China? You think they would be okay? I know with they're that, like, right? hey, we're gonna push this content to the front <laughs> because you know China's it, on our side. <laughs> it also didn't help that I was at Shot Show, standing in front of uh, like a squad weapon. Oh um, yeah, like a full like chain gun. Yeah, <laughs> hell was, yeah. That that one stayed up. That one did really well for most of the day, and then it was gone. Some somebody saw it, reported it, but oh, social media, but. All right, so if folks wanted to find you online, follow along. Where can they find you? I am under AC Outdoors. Check me out on the Instagram and the Twitters and the Facebook. I'm not really on Twitter. Don't go there. But um, <laughs> And if I can ever start post, posting some content on TikTok without being taken down or flagged or banned or whatever else, um, I occasionally post stuff on there under AC Outdoors as well. Do you have stuff up on YouTube too? Um, there's a handful of videos. I do plan to start 
that's why I was talking to Abe, yep. was uh, to actually start doing a lot more YouTube. And, um, you know, I like I said, I never got into this to be super serious about it as far as social media goes, but now I'm in it. <laughs> so oh, I know expect how to goes. see some YouTube content coming out this year for sure. So uh, one thing I always like to kind of close things out with is, so say, you know, you run into someone, they find out you hunt, they find out you air gun, all of this, and... And they're like, you know, I've always wanted to get into something like that, you know, but it's, I don't know, there's always so much to buy, so much to learn, too much, I, I don't know, it's a lot, mm. it's kind of intimidating, I don't know if it's for me. Right. What, what, in, uh, what advice or inspiration would you give that person? Man, that's a tough question. Um, well, typically, I would say getting into, I would say go to a range you know, find somebody local that has air guns and maybe go test it out first with somebody that really knows what they're doing. I try to give people as much advice as I can if they reach out to me in that kind of way. And I give them recommendations on what kind of products to get that might be a, maybe not say something is super spendy to get them started to see if they even like it. Um, but yeah, a lot of this stuff that we do, I mean, it does take some confidence, but reaching out to folks like us, you know, maybe giving that little bit of a push to help give that piece of confidence they might be missing to get onto it. That's what I always try to do, you know, talk them into it. <laughs> like, you can do this, you know, look at me. I'm just some little wiry girl running around with these big air guns and running up and down mountains and stuff. I'm like, if I can do it, come on, you can do it too. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad we got to sit down. Yep. Thank you so much. I'm a little jealous that you're you're stealing out of here today to go uh, <laughs> hang out with Lucas. Yeah, I know. Um, We're running over there to see his little shop he's got going on. Man, that guy's a workhorse. He's also a giant. Um, <laughs> but he makes some really cool stuff. And also, congratulations to Black Rifle for becoming you know publicly traded now. Oh, yeah. Gosh, Black Rifle is killing it yeah, lately. Yeah, I love those guys. And they are... I mean, it's it's really cool to see people, your friends, succeed, and especially somebody that represents what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for hopping on. Awesome. All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. Thank you for listening to The Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from The Wild Initiative family, and more. 